0: Welcome to Truman's Matrix. A podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world. A production of Digging Deeper Media, owned by Hale Multimedia. Where you don't know who's watching who or who's controlling you. Welcome to Truman's Matrix. Truman's Matrix. The Truman Show and The Matrix. You don't know who's watching and you don't know who's controlling. So this episode is the one that we have picked to just maybe bust loose and laugh about some things. Maybe find some really crazy information out there that just has to be like a conspiracy or something. We're going to find the craziest stuff that we can find in the world on this episode called Truman's Matrix. Well, what's that saying about the friend of the enemy is? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's some saying. I know it's about frenemies. I'm sure yes. some of you can recite it to me. Frenemies is the title I came up with for this episode because I don't know what to think about all the backlash. I, first of all, I do know what to think about the interview. Obviously, I have common sense. I'm an American patriot, and I have intelligence, and I can listen to an interview. And I can determine whether or not it was a quality interview. So it's it's not an amazing thing that's happening right now with Vladimir Putin and Tucker Carlson. It's it's not that amazing that, that the interview happened and the things that are in it. What's amazing is the backlash. Right now, there is, on Twitter, there is uh, the most defacing, dehumanizing, racist, hateful, violent comments going on right now. On X, they have uh, Move to Russia is a hashtag that's trending right now. Uh, of course, Tucker Carlson's trending. It is, they are out to kill anyone who says anything good about Russia. One person on there, even uh, Laura Loomer, just asked, you know, what is your opinion about Ukraine? I don't know anything good about Ukraine. I know a lot of good things about Russia, but what do you think? And She has just been threatened and she is just getting hammered. I just reported a couple of tweets. Yeah. It's terrible. It's awful. It's just a, it's a war out there of, of absolute psychological warfare. And the left has absolutely attempted to brainwash the world. The funniest thing in this Putin interview, I think, is how everyone can see what's going on in the United States, except the United States. Yeah. We well We have the dollar and the dollar is our power and we threaten somebody by taking away the dollar when they can just switch to a different currency. That's like canceling the cops and then hoping Mm -hmm. that they come when you call. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense that you would want to cut off your dollar and then all these nations just said, Oh, okay. Well we'll just use Different currency. How about the ruble? How about the euro?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How about the dinar? Let's just use those. The Heck with this American currency. It's fake. Yep. Anyway, yep. welcome to Truman's Matrix. We're going to talk about Putin and his frenemies. The Putin enemy. Excuse me. The Putin interview. So here we go. You've got some things lined up here. This is my Twitter feed. You said you had a story on this. Yeah. Okay. So let's get going on the story first. James Woods... Obviously, one who was uh, banned from Twitter for a while, uh, just totally hated on a former actor. I don't know. Does he act anymore? I don't know. But anyway, he says, this is a pretty comprehensive recap of one of the best interviews of a world leader in modern times. Here comes the hate mail. Well, I know. I know. But I said it and I agree. One of the best interviews of a world leader in modern times. I can't imagine any of our leaders since JFK having such a firm grasp of history as Putin does. Our intelligence analysts have a rich resource to study from this. Mm -hmm. And one thing I just noticed, I just want to point this out. While he's talking to Tucker Carlson, he tells Tucker Carlson about his own history. Yes. He says, just like when you tried to join the CIA and were unable to.
1: Yes, well, and he knew that he had a degree in history.
0: Oh, my gosh. So that's probably one
1: of the reasons he dug into the history is because he knew Tucker was interested in history.
0: Oh, Putin knows his history, period. Yeah. He is, so one person on Twitter said, what do you think of Putin in one word? And we're getting all kinds of interesting one word positive comments there. Mm -hmm. Bold, strong, intuitive, intelligent, brave. Uh Uh-oh. I told you this back when he was messing with the bears. Yeah. When I think Trump was president, and he's a pretty badass because he's he's Trump. Right. But Putin wanted to show him up, so Putin was doing some hunting, and he went out to do some bear hunting. Yes. And he, and he it was an he was bare chested too. <laughs> yes. Bare chested bear hunter with a rifle because <laughs> uh, he wanted to show up, uh, uh, you know, show his strength, and he's a short man, so he has to be strong. I was really impressed with this interview. How many minutes do we have on this one? I don't know. Let's take a look at this one. Let's listen to this interview here. This is from Kenokoa the Great. Of course, he reposted this. Vladimir Putin sheds light on Russia's complex relationship with the West following the collapse of the Soviet Union. Detailing aspirations for collaboration with Presidents Clinton and Bush, concerns about NATO expansion, CIA backed coups in Ukraine, the Minsk agreements, and other things. So Putin knows his history. I'm
2: coming to a very important point of today's agenda.
0: Thank
3: you.
2: After all, the collapse of the Soviet Union was effectively initiated by the Russian leadership. I do not understand what the Russian leadership was guided by at the time, but I suspect there were several reasons to think everything would be fine. First, I think that then Russian leadership believed that the fundamentals of the relationship between Russia and Ukraine were, in fact, a common language. More than 90% of the population there spoke Russian.
1: Yeah, he's pretty interesting and he goes into great detail um, with all of the history from clear back in 1800, all the way through to current talking about the fact that Ukraine has been a Russian land all that time. And they've had, um, Russian civilians on there the whole time, you know, the whole time. And they've spoken Russian and, but then at the end, he talks about denazification. This post says, this is an important clip that so many Canadians need to hear. Well, I think everybody needs to hear it. You can see the disdain Putin has for actual Nazis and the ideology of Nazism. The West and our government hides the fact that parts of Ukraine still carry this ideology. Putin wouldn't have any of it.
2: You say Hitler has been dead for so many years, 80 years, but his example lives on. People who exterminated Jews, Russians and Poles are alive.
3: And the president, the current president of today's Ukraine, applauds him in the
2: Canadian parliament, gives a standing ovation. Can we say that we have completely uprooted this ideology if what we see is happening today? That is what denazification is in our understanding. We have to get rid of those people who maintain this concept and support this practice and try to preserve it. That is what denazification is. is
1: So that's what he was talking about was just the fact that everybody's talking or, or everybody in Canada was all praising this Nazi. And that's not something you normally would do, somebody who is such a criminal.
0: So go to the top of my Twitter feed now, please. Uh Uh-huh. I just reposted the quick interview about the uh, dollar, the American dollar. Putin cutting that off. Okay. Go to the top there, and we should have this one here. This says, Putin says to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the U.S. in political history. It's a stupid mistake.
2: To use the the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the US political leadership The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power, but they won't stop printing. What does the debt of 33 trillion dollars tell us about? As soon as the political leadership decided to use the US dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves, seeing this Everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes great concern and sends a signal to the whole world. Do you even realize what is going on or not? Does anyone in the United States realize this? What are you doing? You are cutting yourself off. All experts say this. Ask any intelligent and thinking person in the United States what the dollar means for the U.S. You're killing it with your own hands.
1: Exactly. We are killing it with our own hands. The government is anyway.
0: So the next one down. Okay. Now, Tucker Carlson asked him about Snowden. You know, there was... Definitely uh, the question of the jailed Wall Street Journal journalist, as well as Edward Snowden. So he's gonna talk about that. Do I have that one retreated there? Do you see that one?
1: Uh, yes,
2: right here. Yes. Okay. I just gotta ask you one last question and that's about Evan Gershkovitz, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter. He's 32 and he's been in prison for almost a year. And I just want to ask you directly if as a sign of your decency, you would be willing to release him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. We have done so many gestures of goodwill out of decency that I think we have run out of them. We have never seen anyone reciprocate to us in a similar manner. However, in theory, we can say that we do not rule out that we can do that if our partners take reciprocal steps. What makes this difference is the guy's obviously not a spy, he's a kid and maybe he was breaking your law in some way, but he's not a super spy and everybody knows that. And he's being held hostage in exchange, which is true. With respect, it's true and everyone knows it's true. So maybe he's in a different category. Maybe it's not fair to ask for, you know, somebody else in exchange for letting him out. Maybe it degrades Russia to do that. He was receiving classified confidential information and he did it covertly. I mean, this is a 32-year-old like, newspaper reporter. He committed something different. He's not just a journalist. I reiterate. He He's a journalist who was secretly getting confidential information. I do not rule out that the person you refer to, Mr. Gershkovich, may return to his motherland. By the end of the day, it does not make any sense to keep him in prison in Russia. I hope you let him out.
0: <laughs> That's what Tucker said. So let him out. Yep. You said you thought Tucker was mad at the end of that. I think. I think it, he wasn't.
1: He was definitely disappointed.
0: Well, I yeah, I have a little bit of a different take on that. It looked no. like he he said, "Oh well, then he." Putin said he wasn't being. It doesn't make sense to keep him. Yeah. So Tucker said, "So let him out." Yeah. Did you see anything after that?
1: Well, because that was
0: one last and, question. Was that his last question?
1: And no, because then Putin went on to say that the agencies are talking. In other words. It's between his KGB and CIA or something. I don't know. He just said the agencies are talking, so he couldn't just say, take him. And I'm sure they couldn't release him to Tucker anyway.
0: No, no, he wasn't asking for that. Yeah, but. Go ahead and refresh on the Twitter feed there. I think I've got another one.
1: This is the next one up. Putin is saying what we've been saying for years.
3: То, что касается касается преследования Трампа, ну это, конечно, для нас, то, что происходит в сегодняшних условиях, на мой взгляд, это хорошо. Почему? Потому что это показывает всю гнилость американской политической системы, которая не может претендовать на то, чтобы учить других демократии. He's saying Trump, a concurrent. What should
1: he saying that? Um, it's obvious, it's obvious.
0: It's all being done for political purposes. Yes. There was one much. more about the CIA being denied. This one. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. one on the
1: bottom. Okay.
0: All right. We're going to listen to this uh, where Putin may have surprised Tucker by telling him a little of his own history. (laughs) Let's listen to that.
2: With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in. Although... It is a serious organization. I understand. He says we
0: should thank God that they didn't let you [SSSS3] in. Right. Let's evaluate that, shall we? [SSSS3] I think we should, because... Let's thank God. First of all, he's acknowledging God. [SSSS3] Yes. We know he's a Christian. Uh, You may be a orthodox crazy dictator yeah but he's a christian and we know the story of why the ukraine invasion happened Mm
1: -hmm. on
0: february 25th was to prevent ukraine from killing russian christians for not speaking ukrainian right we know that that he was protecting his own people and also because of the nato agreement and the bio labs that were there we know that we know all that But this is what's interesting that he knows all of this history about the person who's getting ready to interview him. But he said, thank God you didn't get in. In other words, he's thankful that Tucker is where he is. Where is Tucker right now? In front of him listening to him. Right. Tell what he believes is the truth.
1: Well, and I know that the other side... The liberal crazy, crazy people are saying, oh, look at he dissed Tucker because he didn't make it into the CIA. Well, I don't think that was his point.
0: No, 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 no. Huh?
1: I think his point was that the CIA is a deep hole.
0: Yes. And he <laughs> wouldn't have gotten out of it and they wouldn't be sitting there together. If he right. Would... Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Right. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank God you didn't get in. Yes. I think that could be. The surprise caption for me is where he knew history about the interviewer. Yeah. And then said, thank God you didn't get in. Because yes. Because he's glad he's where he is today. And why, let's, let's ask the big question, why did Vladimir Putin, who doesn't give interviews to anybody, mm-hmm. why did he grant an interview to Tucker? Because he said, you will tell the truth.
1: You won't twist my words. And, of course, mainstream media is angry because they've been trying to get an interview with him.
0: Yes. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And Tucker Uh, just waltzes in. Think
0: of all of those big guys that have probably, I mean, the owners themselves, you know, whoever, these little peons trying to get through the embassy to get a hold of him. Yeah. Tucker's probably got his text. Probably texting him now. (laughs) So anyway, there's a lot of people that are calling for Tucker Carlson to leave. America and also for Trump to leave America Mm -hmm. and this is just absolutely ridiculous that people would say that these people hate America because if, if you really have a brain and listen to what they're saying, they're for the people and you're one of those. If you're on the other side and you're listening to this and you're one of those people, remember the people that they're trying to get rid of are the people, you. It doesn't matter which side you're on or where you're at. People are what are being eliminated. We Mm -hmm. are in the transhumanism movement, and your feelings don't matter anymore. You can cry louder. You can be lobbyists. You can raise all that blue money. But in the end, God will win. And thank God, Tucker did not get into the CIA.
1: Yes. Also, Tucker asked Putin if he wanted to invade other countries. Invade? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do now, I don't want very...
1: po- I don't want Poland
0: <laughs>
1: I have no interest there. The one thing that I did notice in this interview is that he is about his people, and isn't that the way it's supposed to be?
0: Yeah, it's about the people,
1: okay, so let's listen to this little clip here. uh Russian President Vladimir Putin said to K- Tucker Carlson, don't you Americans have anything better to do <laughs> He's so right. Ukraine is a distraction to everything else that's happening in our country today. From the border invasion, to the collapse of our inner cities, to our national debt of 34 trillion, all by design.
2: Do the United States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory. Don't you have anything better to do? You have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt, more than 33 trillion dollars. You have nothing better to do, so you should fight in Ukraine? Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia, make an agreement, already understanding the situation that is developing today? Do the United States need this? What for? (laughs) thousands of miles away from your national territory
0: (laughs) yeah so he has a really good point that we're fighting a war thousands of miles away why do we need this but he knows he knows that he's talking about two different entities here we have america and then we have the people running the show Mm -hmm. america doesn't need this America is suffering for fighting in this war. America is not in agreement with what's going on in Amer- in Ukraine. America is not. America. Right. But the people who are running America, the people who are manipulating the systems, who run the systems, those evil bastards are mm. the ones. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. a, words in the Bible, right? <laughs> right i think so okay get young <laughs> fools making me mad yes eric young says uh oil producing companies are already accepting payments in yuan that's yep. what putin said do you realize what's going on do you know what this means you're killing the dollar with your own hands
3: that's what he said
0: <laughs> we're gonna hear him
3: you know, it's... You know,
2: to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the US political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. I think everyone understands very well that no matter how many dollars are printed, they are quickly dispersed all over the world.
3: 3%, example, 3, 4, uh, 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 America,
2: Inflation in the United States is minimal, it's about 3 or 3.4%, 3. which is, I think, totally acceptable for the US. But they won't stop printing. What does the debt of 33 trillion dollars tell us about? It is about the emission. Nevertheless, it is the main weapon used by the United States to preserve its power across the world. As soon as the political leadership decided to use the US dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves. Seeing this, everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes great concern and sends a signal to the whole world. What did we have here? Until 2022, about 80% of Russian foreign trade transactions were made in US dollars and euros. US dollars accounted for approximately 50% of our transactions with third countries, while currently it is down to 13%. It wasn't us who banned the use of the US
3: dollar.
2: We had no such intention. It was decision of the United States to restrict our transactions in US dollars. I think it is complete foolishness from the point of view of the interests of the United States itself and its taxpayers, as it damages the US economy, undermines the power of the United States across the world. By the way, our transactions in Yuan accounted for about
3: 3%.
2: Today, 34% of our transactions are made in rubles, and about as much, a little over 34% in yuan. Why did the United States do this? My only guess is self-conceit. They probably thought it would lead to full collapse, but nothing collapsed. Moreover, other countries, including oil producers, are thinking of and already accepting payments for oil in yuan. Do you even realize what is going on or not? Does anyone in the United States realize this? What are you doing? You are cutting yourself off. All experts say this. Ask any intelligent and thinking person in the United States what the dollar means for the US. You are killing it with your own hands.
0: Wow. 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 You're killing it with your own hands. Everyone in the world can see it. And even the experts in the United States are saying that it was a foolish move. You could, he- there is going to be a lot of intelligence that they can get out of this interview because he gave us clues to what's really going on. And he just said they plan to crash the system, but nothing crashed. Yep. Nothing collapsed. Yep. So they plan to collapse it and it didn't collapse. Yep. Too big to fail
1: because he probably had backups in his pocket he's he's used to them not listening to him and not taking him serious and
0: i was talking about the united states oh well we'll end it there and that's going to do it for this edition of truman's matrix a podcast built around the craziest headlines around the world a production of digging deeper media owned by Hale multimedia you can find Digging Deeper with Brian Hale on your favorite podcast network or visit all of our podcasts under one roof at diggingdeeper.us. And one more thing. Good
3: afternoon, good evening, and good night.